this is the dollop. Whenever you're ready. I'm going to do the other way. You're listening to the dollop. This is an American history podcast. Each week, maybe a couple times. I read a story from American history to my friend. And Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Sandwiches. Sorry. It's about sandwiches. God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Dave. Uh, first Were you saying all, hi to me or the listeners? Spicy early? You should. Saying too much? Um, Let's not talk over each other. This. I find that that can be... Oh, boy. It's you. It's on you. That has nothing to do with me. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors on Patreon. I want to thank each and every one of you. You're all nice people. I want to kissy, kissy, kissy your tummy, tummy, tummy. So it's... it's uh, um, I think I'll... I'll say for everybody yep. that uh, I think we started off sweet with what we're going to do the Patreon people. <laughs> we were going to kiss all of them. Fun. You've sort of been taking the torch. Now you're, you're going to kiss all of them. Now you're kissing tummies. Uh-huh. I don't want the next one um, to be oral. So I think I'll just say what everyone's thinking. The next level. Uh, no, no, no. Rim. No, sir. Move on. You know, there's a guy who wrote me a, an email and said, hey, man, uh, you know, I've tried to get people in your podcast, but oh um, but it's it's hard with the intro thing. No one wants to sit through it when you guys just talk before you get into the story. Mm-hmm. And I think I said, um, fuck off. Well, I think like <laughs> I, when, when I listen to ones and they'll do, it's funny that I'm going to do commentary on how we delay the start of the podcast, yeah. but uh I, I get that a little bit, but I don't. I feel like we're not like it's not like we're promoting a ton of products and stuff no, and like doing, doing commercials. I mean, it's like interactive for the podcast. Right. So other people stuff read five commercials. Yeah. So put your dick in your pants. Yeah, and and I mean so the idea that we're delaying for anything reminds me of you know Pringles. I mean Pringles are a delicious potato chip, and they're mm-hmm. the the potato chip of the dollop. Yeah. And uh, you know. I, a lot of times when I'm sitting back and I'm sort of listening to a long, boring meander before a podcast, yeah. it'll make me hungry. Right. And I'll reach for a can of sweet Pringles. Yeah. They got sour cream and, and chive. They got salt and vinegar. They got the original. They're in Ranch. a tube, uh, which slathers. not a lot of chips are. You know, and I love that. Double barbecue. And and they've got the fun ridge. They've got the curvec yep. the curvecture. They got Haas and Pfeffers. They've got Haas and Pfeffers. And you, what you can do with a Pringle, and again, I to this guy's point, yeah. we do not want to get bogged down in, in sponsorship, right. but you can make funny little lips with them. That's right. And you can make like a little duck mouth and you that's can right. sort of be like quack quack, you know, which I yep. think is fun. And I think that's again why why Pringles are the only chip that uh, Dave Anthony and uh, and I will eat. Uh, they they are the chip of the podcast and um you know shout out to pringles and uh, pringles shout out to you pringles you eat enough you get diarrhea all right let's get into this that's a promise uh i usually do something clever but i'm just gonna say august 29th 1913 jesus talk about mailing it in yeah do you want a fedex slip well that guy really bummed me out even though he did it a year ago 
What? That was Jackie a year ago? Mitchell. It was a while ago. I just uh, thought of it now. Jesus. Because I was sitting here listening to you ramble on about your dates, and I was like, God, I could kill myself right now. Ramble on. August 26th, 1913. Okay. Jackie Mitchell was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. All right. Nuga. Nuga. When she was very young, her father took her to a baseball diamond and taught her the basics of the game. Fun. Now come to the diamond and learn rules. You are two, and you will tell me the difference between a cut fastball and a four-seam fastball. Mama. God, she is stupid. We got a dumb daughter. She's a natural. I want to sign your daughter to the New York Yankees. Soon after, the family moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Her father encouraged you to practice in sports from a very young age, which was an anomaly at the time. Right, yeah. He supported her playing basketball, baseball, and swimming. Luckily, when it came to baseball, they had the perfect neighbor in Memphis, a gentleman named Dazzy Vance. Sure. Who would go on to be a Dodger great, win a National League MVP award. And also was the runner-up in the best name competition. Thank you. During his career, he would strike out more than 2,000 hitters. Okay. But at this point, his career was just beginning, and he was working his way up through the minor leagues. Currently, he was playing for the Memphis Chicks. Well, she's going to be perfect for that beep, squad. Beep, beep. And he took a liking to young Jackie. Okay. He taught her to throw a sinker and a curve and gave her other baseball tips. Uh, don't pursue this. <laughs> Insider tip for you. Uh, don't be black. Uh, yeah, don't be black. Don't pursue this. Um, that's it. That's basically it. That's all Do I Do that, you'll be fine. Now get out of here. But she grew up to be a baller, though she was not very big, just five foot five and weighed <clears throat> just 130 pounds. She, however, was very coordinated and very tough. Okay. <clears throat> she kicked the shit out of you. I don't know why you're bringing me into it Pretty and threatening boy. me like that. Excuse yeah, me? I got pale skin. I get sunburned when I'm trying to change my tire. I'm surprised you're alive. She was both a <laughs> Too good... Too real. Uh, she, was, she was both a good basketball player and a good baseball player. During the winter, she'd play for a traveling basketball team, and in the summer... But, uh, Dave, spring, I think that you don't want to be a traveling basketball team. You get nothing but fouls called against you. It's illegal to travel in the sport of basketball. You can keep going. I don't know if I want to now. Why? <laughs> in the spring and summer, she was playing for a women's baseball team in Chattanooga. And she's just a teenager at this point. Okay. Jackie was said to have a deceptive pitching delivery. I'm not going to pitch. Now! That's <laughs> a decent hitter and quite good with her glove. In 1931, she went to a baseball training school in Atlanta. The many, uh, the man running the school took note of her skill and told Joe Engel. Okay. Joe, Joe Engel? Joe Engel. Okay. Engel was the chief scout for the Washington Senators and president of a AAA minor league club called the Chattanooga Lookouts. Okay. Engel had taken over the Lookouts in 19... 19- 29. Not a great year to start running a business with the depression at all. All right, sign them all to Max Deals. Time to buy a business, gentlemen. All right, hand me that bottle of poison. So to sell tickets, he had to do more than just put a good team on, on the field. He had to become a master promoter. Never. Ne- by the way, I think if there's one thing we've learned, <laughs> never a good angle. 
I'm thinking short term. Uh, one time he raffled off a house to a ticket holder. All right, congratulations. You've won oh, a home. What's happening? Uh, I'm time traveling Oprah. <laughs> Uh, other uh, times, he uh, raffled off cars. He also traded a shortstop that all the fans hated for a 25-pound turkey. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Hey, Bobby, come on in here. I want to talk hey, to you. Hey, Coach, I know I had a rough day. I just yeah, want to yeah, apologize. Listen, uh, I, I think if I, I'm going to yeah, get no, it Yeah, no, no, right. don't, don't worry about it. I just, just want to let you know that we... Uh, we made a trade today. We we did enjoy having you on the team, but it's just not working out. So we did trade you. I understand it's a business. We did trade you. Appreciate it. To, Can I uh, uh, ask trade. you one thing, just <clears throat> yeah. for my own yeah, we mental trade, well-being? We traded you to uh, Butter Butterball. Sorry, the uh, who did you trade me for? Well, we traded you for a twenty-five uh, pound turkey. And you will be working at Butterball. But I'm a But I'm a baseball player. Well you you were. That's the interesting thing. You what were. position's the turkey gonna play? Uh he is going to play uh dinner on Thursday. So we could we want You guys we, are gonna did, have a turkey. We did discuss eating you. Oh, but well, we, I gotta we, be honest. Now I, that kind of puts perspective on the trade a little for me. Now we felt that's how useless we thought you were on the field. Uh, <clears throat> we thought we were talking what 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 could we do with him since he's basically just a piece of meat. And someone said, "Let's cook him up," and then and then it just it, then it just kind of got the ball rolling. And then we called Butterball. It got the Butterball rolling. We call we call Butterball, and we talk to them about because they they make turkeys, you know, obviously. Well, and so you're being traded. Uh, you'll be working in the factory, and then we're just going to eat the the monetary equivalent of you. Anyway, well, it's been great having you on the team. You were a spark plug. Um, uh, that's not true. You were a uh, you were yeah because uh, you're trading me. So obviously, you were a real piece of shit. Okay. You well, were, I'll be honest. Knowing that you were going to eat me, I feel good with the trade. Yeah, your yeah. your existence upsets me. All right, I'm going to leave. Fears. You keep digging. So and I'm going to. I want to put a fork in your heart. It was great to play I for you. Take your heart out. And You're I a natural born leader. Uh, who makes uh, nine errors in a game? Goodbye. You know what? You know who wouldn't do that? A turkey. I closed the door. Maybe we'll let him play shortstop before. I'm going down the stairs now. Jesus. I'm at my home. Now, who are you? Oh boy. <laughs> You know what? He could catch, too. Oh, fuck. I would watch a game if they put a turkey in the uh, Eagle Engel said, quote, the turkey was having a better year. Oh, boy. That wasn't his only bird stunt. He also had a duck lay an egg on second base. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> How? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Another <laughs> and the question is when during I a game yeah, I did, couldn't if find the out. duck why because the timing of that is so insane. Oh, it's very strange that you kind of almost have to let the duck have free reign. It had to have been before the game, right? Like they had to have trained a duck did to it? lay an egg at a certain time. How you can't train a duck to lay? You don't know that. There's no way you can train. All right, ready? Nine fifteen. Lay the egg. What if you give him cocaine? No. Or her? <laughs> no, either. Yeah, <laughs> maybe him. <laughs> Man, that cook's real good. Holy, that shit. I have a womb. Uh, on, a, uh, 
on an opening day, he had all the players ride into the stadium on elephants. What is yeah, going on? Is How? Why, why? Why between 1900 to 1930 could you get an elephant anywhere? That's just how they were. A- anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's not. This is not like a safari. No, it was then. Oh, okay. Uh, when the team lost a bid to host the All Star Game, he had a crying cage built and sat it sat in it during a game the whole time, weeping. Uh, he must be so tired. <laughs> That's all I thought of when I read that. Yeah, like that he was like, by the third inning, he was like, Jesus was Christ, I'm dehydrated. Worst idea I've had. Oh, my God, it's hot. Should I give away a house? <laughs> On opening day in 1838, <clears throat> he had... Uh, Safari-wearing trappers on the field, <laughs> hunting men in paper mache elephant costumes. What the? F- what is? What? What is going on? Is it the opening of the Japanese Olympics? I don't care, but that's the best thing that you could ever see. How, men hunting paper mache elephants. Yeah. What if you liked baseball? Were you just what, going there? Like, what, what is the, happening? What? What about the people who are on acid? Oh, the people on acid did not make it past. Like they saw that and they were like, "Get out of here." I don't know. Yeah, they were jumpers. Uh. I've also seen a photo of him standing on the baseball diamond wearing a crown and so it's a it's a king's crown and then like that red robe the with little the capey white, thing. I don't know what's it called. It's, it's like, like a, a yeah, the whatever. king robe or the king. I don't think they tell the I don't think they tell the peasants like us. The mumu? Mm-hmm. Uh whatever. It's called a half robe. That thing, half robe. Shoulder robe. So naturally Armless shoulder robe. Armless shoulder robe. For kings. So naturally, when he saw 17-year-old Jackie Mitchell playing ball, the bells went off. Yeah. We should have her throw balls at an elephant. Although not right away. Jackie left the baseball camp and went to play basketball in Dallas. Engel didn't actually think she was right for the team until the spring of 1931. Because that's when the Yankees were coming to town for an exhibition game. Oh, yeah. What would be better than to see a teenage girl pitch to Babe Ruth? What? 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 a fair matchup. Oh, my God. Engel sent word he wanted to sign her, and she hopped on a bus and sped east to play professional baseball. She's going to pitch against the Yankees? <clears throat> yep. Babe Ruth had come onto the scene in the Roaring Twenties. The U.S. was coming out of World War I, and the economy was booming, and mass media through newspapers and radio was having a huge effect on U.S. culture. Babe was bigger than life, both on and off the field. He became America's first sports celebrity. Uh-huh. He was the example of America's greatness and zest for living. He made more money. <laughs> I like that he's the example of greatness. I mean, he really was, like, I mean, gluttonous to know. Oh, no, he's just a blustering man. Yeah, I mean, he would, like, fuck a ham and eat it. Yeah, no, he was, a, but that's a monster. America. Like, it's perfect yes, America. Yes, it is. That, yeah. uh, that, but I love that we I love that we know that stuff. Yeah, he's got a zest for living. Well, he, yeah. Well, he threw brandy at a woman. Exactly! Look at him go! He's one of us! <laughs> he made more money than the president, which was considered crazy at the time. When a reporter asked him about it, he answered, Why not? I had a better year than he did. Uh, that's stealing the turkey line. <clears throat> I guess so. So he's a hack. Yeah. And now there was a girl signing a baseball contract. In response... She better not have put the little heart over the eyes, otherwise, boy. It, it, wow. In response, there were headlines across the country screaming that women can't play baseball. I, I, would, I am shocked that people were not more open to this right? at this time. Yeah. People loved women advancing at this time. Yes, this was when they were like, I think we are equal. They make us more sensitive and balanced. But none of that deterred Jackie. She showed up in a white dress, a chic little hat, and a leather jacket to sign her contract with her parents alongside. It's kind of a badass outfit. <clears throat> she was, Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why yeah. I put it in there. She was the second woman ever to join a minor league team. 
There had been many women in baseball clubs for a while, but having a woman actually play in a man's baseball league was a different thing altogether. I don't think I put in where the first woman did it, but she just like signed for a day. The first one was kind of just like a novelty thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're signing an elephant and a lady. <laughs> All right, everyone get your free hat. The game will start in an hour. So after we remove the pool from the dugout. Also, you, Jerry, uh, we're trading you for a ham. All right. And you right there. You win a blimp. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Different. I know. It's a great noise. So that people didn't freak out over the idea of a young woman riding with a busload of men around the country. She'll turn our penises into the other one. It was reported that her mother would travel with her on all team road trips. Mitchell told reporters she hoped to use the money she made to pay for college. Quote, this is an answer to a dream I have to make good. All right. This is an answer to a dream I have to make good. Yeah. Okay. The Middletown Times Herald called her distinctly feminine. <laughs> I mean, is that in comparison to all the men on the field? She has a vagina. She'll stand out. The Atlanta Constitution uh, said she was, quote, one of these, said she wasn't, quote, one of these stuck-up temperamental women athletes possessed with a sense of her own importance and hard to get along with. She's a shy little girl who blushed under her sunburned face when asked her full name. It, 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 the uh, headline was not a twat. Yeah, I mean, honestly, could he be yeah. any more slanted? Oh, yeah. Woman finally acceptable. <laughs> Lady finally not a huge bitch. Sportswoman that doesn't make me want to kill her finally. <laughs> Uh, but she did not have much time before the Yankees were coming to town. And the Yankees were the shit. The top of their order hitters were given the nickname Murderer's Row for all the damage they inflicted on pitchers. And that was happening in just a few days. So the, the, She's pitching in a few days. Yeah. Wow. So Jackie, who had been playing basketball for a couple of months... Now to switch to baseball. So Her she, brain won't be able to handle that transition, Dave. She's a woman. She's a woman. Don't know how she's going to do it, but it'll be fun She'll to be watch. shooting threes from the mound. I wanted to see a woman die on a baseball field for a while. You know, the reason she showed up is because she heard about a diamond. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. So Jackie trained. She kept walking around saying, how am I going to fit this on my finger? This Didn't you hear? No. <laughs> oh. Well... I've been drinking a lot. Alone. I've never had sex with a woman. Kind of broken. The only woman that had ever talked to me was my sister. They used to put me in dresses and braid my hair. I'm excited to see the Yankees come to town. Hey, you've been alone there for a while. Are you coming? Huh? Yeah. You heard nothing or something? No. What are you doing? Nothing, man. Just sweating from my eyes. Let's do this shit. Jackie trained and trained and trained. That turned out to be a bit too much. The New York Daily News reported that the Yankees were going, uh, what the Yankees were going to be seeing in Chattanooga. The Yankees will meet a club here that has a girl pitcher named Jackie Mitchell, who has a swell change of pace and swings a mean lipstick. Oh, God. 
why? Like it, it's just so response. yeah. It's just so. Dickish. It's like it's it's lazy. It's so lazy. It's just lazy. It's so because lazy. you could easily come up with a thing that would uh, you know. I mean, obviously, it's it's different. So you could come up with a reason. You could come up with some wording like that. Anything, but yeah. come on, that's all I could think of. That was shaped. lips. Yeah, he that's was like lipstick's like a little baseball bat. I suppose that in the next town the Yankees enter, they will find a squad that has a female impersonator in left field, a sword swallower at short, and a trained seal behind the plate. I would not say that to the man who ran that team. Times in the South are They not can train only, seals? Times, times in the South are not only tough but silly. Yeah. The New York Daily News. Oh, God. Women are like trained seals. What's the difference? When was the last time you saw silly in a newspaper headline? That would be this one. Yes. But seriously, he's comparing a woman mm-hmm. to, a to a train, train seal. seal. Yeah. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a problem with our attitude back then? Other papers chimed in. One paper wrote, the curves won't be all on the ball when pretty Jackie Mitchell takes the bound. I mean. He's talking about. Yeah. TNA, bro. Non-penis human to play with balls. Those kind of articles may have been why Jackie was training so hard, or maybe it was just because she was driven, whatever the reason. She had a full bulletin board. Uh, Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) It was too much, and the Washington Post reported she was, quote, laid up with a sore arm. Okay. Uh, We were all worried about this. It already seemed over. Luckily, rain came on the big day, and the game was delayed. That She did day, it. The witch pitcher. She's able to bring storms with her vagina. She's a witch pitcher. That extra day gave her arm a little time to heal and the chance to pitch. Okay. Babe Ruth wasn't thrilled by the idea of a girl pitching. Quote, the newspaper men say there's a girl in Chattanooga that's been pitching for them there. They've asked me what I thought of that. I told them I don't know what's going to happen if they begin to let women in baseball. Of course they will never make good. Why? Because they're too delicate. I would kill, It would kill them to play ball every day. I asked the newspaper man how big this girl was, and they told me she's five foot seven, 130 pounds. I don't know what things are coming to. What the hell is going on out yeah, there? You're right, babe. You are... Babe Ruth nails it. You are our moral high bar. The lookout's catcher was named Eddie Kenna. He was a World War I vet and had been around baseball for a long time. He didn't think Jackie was a joke. Quote, I was impressed with Jackie's skills. She was twice as good as I imagined. Her signing with the lookout certainly wasn't a joke, as some people think. Okay. Originally, Engel's idea was to have Jackie come pitch... Every time Babe Ruth came up to bat. Just then? That was that was his idea. Okay. His first idea was just every time he came up to bat, he would just pitch her and put her back in the dugout and then yeah. bring her out. Well, then you are a trained seal. Right. But now with her uh, arm sore, the plan changed. She was just going to come in to pitch to Ruth in the first inning and then stay in the game for as long as she could. Yeah, I like this plan better. <laughs> on, a- on April 2nd, 1931, Mitchell put on the wool lookout's jersey for the first time and headed into the dugout. Uh, always a good fabric to be athletic mm, in. Wool. Wool is... In the South. The breathing, the breathing fabric. Yeah, yeah. There were 4,000 people in the sold-out stadium. They all wanted to see... Uh, 
Not just Babe Ruth and the Yankees, but the teenage girl that would try to pitch to them. A nice photo opportunity was set up. She met Ruth and Lou Gehrig on the field and posed for pictures with them. Then they stood behind Jackie watching her warm up as photographers snapped away. Okay. And then the game started. Jackie was not the starting pitcher. That was Clyde Barfoot. Hey, yeah, I got one foot on the diamond, one foot in the par. Uh, the name, why were names so much better back then? They just were like, it, it just, everything was just two words. They just put two words together. Dave Stoolhand. Yeah. M- Mike Shoetree. Mm-hmm. Old Jim TV. Billy fan. Sunhouse. We keep, we keep, old Shoes Head. We keep doing it. Earbag. It's not that great. Glass Toes. Toe, toe Man. Bath. The Yankee leadoff hitter quickly smoked a double to center, and the next batter hit a single. It was already one to nothing after two batters, and now it was Babe Ruth's turn to bat. Okay. The lookout's manager called for Jackie to come in and pitch, or as the Baltimore Sun said, quote, the snip-nosed blue-eyed girl. The Washington Post probably had the best description. She had a nose circumcision. Washington Post probably had the best description. Quote, Without so much as powdering her nose or seeing if her lipstick was on straight, Jackie strode to the mound. Must have been impossible for that lady to do all that. Now, uh-huh. I would say that is sexism. Why? But hold on a sec. Okay. Jackie took some warm-up throws and then pulled out a mirror and applied some makeup. Okay. On the mound. Not a good move. Setting things back a little bit. Right, yeah. Not as... <laughs> but she, how did she look? Not as one of the boys. As you how think. did she look? Hot, bro. Okay. Hot. That's what matters. Then the babe tipped his cap to her and stepped in. Jackie threw her best pitch. Okay. A curveball. Okay. Babe Ruth swung at it and completely missed. Okay. He was clearly swinging for a home run. Yeah. Jackie then threw another breaking ball, and Ruth swung again and missed again. Okay. <clears throat> now, there's some grainy old footage of the pitch, and it has been described by some as, quote, a hell of a curve. How the hell do we have footage of this, and there's no footage of Doc Ellis pitching on acid? Is that true? Yeah. There's no footage of it. It was, it was probably like five years before they started filming every game. That's a shame. Yeah. Ruth then demanded that the home plate umpire inspect the ball. Right? So I think it's full of tampons. For th- <laughs> <laughs> so that means like if a curve, if a breaking ball is really breaking, there are ways you can do stuff. You can scuff it or you can do yeah. stuff that'll make it move more. So he's saying that she's cheating. She's putting marmalade on it. Ah, bod, no way a woman could do a curve like that. It's breaking a good foot. So, the home plate umpire was a man named Brick Owens. Brick Owens. Exactly. I mean, amazing. He had been an umpire for many years, and he and Babe Ruth had a history. In 1917, the Babe was pitching for the Boston Red Sox against the Washington Senators. For Babe Ruth was a huge home run hitter. He was a pitcher. Yeah. Uh, for another team. Ruth walked the first batter on four pitches. Ruth did not think the pitches were balls, so he charged the plate, screaming at Owens. Owens told Ruth to go back to the mound. But Ruth was too angry, and he kept coming. Owens said to get back to the mound or he'd be thrown out. Ruth then got right in his face and said if he was tossed, 
he'd punch the umpire in the face. And then Rick Owens threw him out of the game. Ruth then took a swing at Owens and punched him in the ear, dropping the umpire. Ear punches are oh, the best punches. The best, the best punch of yeah. all. Ruth had to be pulled away by his teammates and was later fined and forced to apologize. I'm sorry, okay? Come on. Let's go fuck a girl together. Come on. Oh, that's, that got weird. Yeah. But okay. I'm also on board. But that, isn't that what we picture Babe Ruth doing, just fucking everybody? Uh, again, I mean, I'm pretty sure the man was motivated by what the cavemen were motivated yeah. by. He wanted to eat, relax, and put his penis wherever he wanted to. Yeah. And now here was Ruth having just swung at a pitch from a girl looking back at the same umpire. Babe Ruth then asked Owens to look over the ball, which he did, and not finding any foreign substances, he put it back in play. It would be great if when he asked him to look over the ball, he was like, huh? What'd you say? Sorry, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Can you you say it into my not-punched ear? Sorry, a shithead punched my ear years ago. Ruth shook his head and got back into the batter's box. Jackie then made a pretty smart decision. She decided to throw the last pitch... Ruth was expecting. She threw a fastball right down the middle of the plate. Something he would normally crush unless he was completely not expecting it. Yeah. And he wasn't. The babe was completely frozen as it sailed right over the middle of the plate. (laughs) Such smart pitching. Super smart pitching. That's crazy. Although some said it was a bad call and not over the middle of the plate, the Washington Post called it, quote, the deadliest insult of all. Ugh. Owens called Ruth out on strikes. Ruth then threw his bat down, furious, glared at Owens, and stomped over to the bench. (laughs) I mean, imagine. Yeah. The New York Times said he, quote, registered his disgust with his shoulders and chin. Well. I I have no idea what that means. I mean, it's probably the only place he had kind of emotional movement over anymore. (laughs) He was just literally like a honey-glazed ham. Next was Yankee great Lou Gehrig. This year... He would, he would go on to bat 341, which if you don't know anything about That's baseball, awesome. is very, very good. He also was going uh, to hit as many home runs as Babe Ruth this year. So he's no slouch. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And he went up and swung at and missed three straight curveballs. Crazy. Baltimore Sun said, quote, Lou could hear Jackie's girlfriends squealing delightedly. Oh, my God. It might have just been the seventh inning pigs, though. <laughs> They never know. Oh, Engel. <laughs> Jackie then walked the next batter, and the lookout's manager pulled her from the game. What an idiot! It was the sore arm. She couldn't, she couldn't go on. Still. She just didn't have anything. Although the Washington Post had a different theory. Quote, Jackie probably remembered that time that she was a woman, and after all the excitement, she undoubtedly wanted to go off and have a good cry, so they let her retire from the game. The problem was she forgot she wasn't a man. And then she went, oh, right, I'm a girl. I'm going to go cry in the dugout. I'm a man writing stuff in the newspaper. Either way, that was it. Her day was over. She walked back to the dugout as the crowd cheered. All she did was strike out the greatest player in baseball history. Two I mean, t- and, and, and really two of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, America's biggest celebrity and the next great player. A 17-year-old teenager. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. The New York Times headline read, Girl Pitcher Fans Ruth and Gehrig. In an editorial, the paper added, The prospect grows gloomier and gloomier for misogynists. 
And I think we all agree that is not true. They didn't know how deep the tank ran. And then came Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> After the game, the reporters flocked to Babe Ruth. They did not go to Jackie. She quietly packed up her things and went home. Maybe they didn't try to interview Jackie because they didn't believe what had happened. Another writer for the New York Times made the argument that Ruth and Gehrig didn't try to get hits. Yeah, that makes sense. The Times wrote that Ruth, quote, performed his role very ably by striking out, while Gehrig took three hefty swings as his contribution to the occasion. Yeah, it was sweet of them both to try. Pretend try. Because there's no way a woman could have done And by the way, as as the point you're making, I mean, the idea that either of these two would do anything to make it appear like a woman was defeating them is crazy. Right. Unless it was like an announced stunt. There's no way that they'd be like, this will help women. (laughs) Shit, I'll strike out to a little 17-year-old girl. Why wouldn't I? I'm the greatest baseball player in the world. Sure. I killed a woman two nights ago, but whatever. I want to help him too. (laughs) I killed a woman when I sweat and laid on her. Ruth and Garrick never admitted they struck out on purpose. Other Yankees, like pitcher Lefty Gomez, said Yankees manager Joe McCarthy would have never told any Yankee to strike out. The next batter who was to come up said he was going to try to hit the ball, as did the Yankees she walked. Right. A rumor immediately started that the commissioner of baseball had heard what happened and voided Jackie's contract the next day, as well as banning any other women from playing the sport. But that was not true. The commissioner had known of the contract before and did no such thing. Though the president overseeing the minor leagues was not thrilled. He called her a, quote, female mound artist and the event a lamentable burlesquing of the nation's favorite sport, like a greased pig contest or a hot dog eating competition. Do do you know who you're playing against? This is a man who wept in a, a cage for a game. Like the, there's, I mean, and it is, and it is. There's so much. Honestly, I mean, women throwing on the mound. It's like having greased pigs running around. That's highly different. I feel like it's not the same thing. It's at all. highly different. It's like watching a man put sixty hot dogs into his mouth. It's I, totally I, different I, again. I would, I would totally, totally disagree. different again. Maybe the rumor that she never played again held strong because Jackie didn't play for the lookouts again, but she was still a professional baseball player. She was put on Angle's other team called the Angolettes, which were men. (laughs) Good news, honey. I finally found a way to extend my career. You're going to be on the Lady Boys. (laughs) I'm joining the girl men. She was eventually released by that team and in 1933 was signed by a baseball club known as the House of David in Michigan. Hmm. How... This was the time when something called barnstorming was popular. They were traveling teams that went from town to town where there were no professional teams. Barnstorming mixed sports in vaudeville and the circus. Hmm? Oh, boy. Quote. There were teams of fat men, teams of one-legged men, blind teams, all brother teams. Stop, stop, what? stop, what? stop. What? You what? can't plow through the list. <laughs> what, what, are, what are the words you're saying? Teams of fat men. Understandable. Teams of one-legged men. A little, okay. I mean, that's baseball. That's great baseball. Mm-hmm. 
Just watch a guy hit the ball and then fall over. Oh, God. Drag, drag himself to first. I'm going to use my leg to hit with. Uh, blind teams? Problem. Blind teams. Problem. <laughs> Problem. Yeah. Problem. Okay, that's fair. How many people are here? Uh, 150. How, how great. How great is a blind baseball game? How great. Uh, 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 Dave. The greatest. It it literally it is a game of one hit. I want to see the Yankees. And he's still unable to find the ball. They're all looking for the ball. Some of them heard the crack, and they're all looking for the ball. They don't know if the ball's gone fair or foul. They just know that there is a ball in play. Meanwhile, the hitter is looking for first base. He's way far away from that. He's actually headed towards third. Meanwhile, the outfield is still looking for the ball, and the ball's not even in the outfield. It's in the infield, but they've all gone to the outfield. Well, look, and two of them have run into each other, and again, the hitter is close to first, but he just missed it, and now he's going the wrong direction. Again, they know there's a ball in play. They know a ball's out of the field, but none of them are getting close to it. He's right near it. It's right behind it, and he's walked right by it again. Score remains 0-0, top of the first. Five hours into the game, we are still looking for our ball, and the hitter has found first, but he's lost and far away from second. He's run from first to home, which, again, is not how you score. Meanwhile, they're very far away from the ball. They are nowhere near the ball still. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to watch that. <laughs> Teams would do tricks or ride animals onto the field. All the antics you could think of. Jackie's new team, House of David, was one such club. <laughs> they had started as a religious colony in Michigan. Always Michigan. It began as a Christian commune in 1903... Started by Benjamin Purnell, a self-proclaimed messenger of God. We're only bunting. (laughs) They wanted to reunite the 12 tribes of Israel in preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. Hey, asshole, find an easier way. The onset of the new millennium. What? That's where you do it in Michigan. Uh, I'm going to start a bet. I mean, he's the field of (laughs) dreams guy. I heard a voice. Of course, that was 97 years away, so they had some time. Members gave all their possessions to the commune and were required to refrain from sex, alcohol, tobacco, and meat. So Babe Ruth, not a member. No, not. He did not make the team. By 1914, Purnell had started a baseball team because they needed a recreational outlet while they waited the whole 97 years. Yeah, well, you're going to need something. He also knew baseball was popular and figured they could use the sport to spread the word of their cult. They were... Uh, team. Team, sorry. Team, 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 team. team, team, team. team. Did I say cult? Team, I say cult. team, team. They were successful early on as a team, and by 1917 were barnstorming across the Midwest. They became hot shit partly because they were good and flashy and partly because of their look. All the men in the sect had long beards and crazy long hair that flowed all the way down to their belts. <laughs> These hairstyles came from orders in the Bible or something. It was written about, grow your, grow ye hair to that. Make sure ye, everything's really long. This was a time when men did not have facial hairs, so they really stuck out. Okay. That's insane, too. I, I actually read, I wish I had time to put it in, but I had to rush over here. Uh, there was a story. Don't, don't, acu- don't put that on me. About a World War I vet who came back and was walking through Boston and people started yelling at him and like booing and hissing him on the street because he had facial hair. It's crazy. <clears throat> By the 1920s, posters advertised House of David appearances with whiskers, whiskers. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. They packed stadiums all over and invented a unique game of pepper. (laughs) Um... In which the players, with insane speed, would toss the baseball from behind their backs and between their legs and use sleight-of-hand tricks, sometimes hiding the ball in their beards. They were the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. But they're pitch. They're pitching behind their backs. No, they're pepper. They're throwing the ball around. They're throwing the ball around behind their backs, and then they're hiding the balls in their beard. Yeah. All righty. Soon they were playing all teams, including major league teams and Negro league teams. But in 1927, as expected, Purnell was convicted of sexually assaulting girls and embezzling money from the sect. Whoa. As they all are, every one of them. No, all the cult leaders. No, always, every time. No, I won't hear of it. He no died, way. He died five weeks after being convicted. The religion fractured. Why? Them. <laughs> it went to the guys who like baseball and the guys who <laughs> like molestation. They went into different groups. Oh, uh, we should play each other. <laughs> Uh, the baseball team continued being so popular it survived the terrible actions of their leader. They may have been, I mean, that really is quite a comeback story. It actually is. <laughs> That's the miracle. That is the miracle that people are still like, yeah, you can come play ball. We accept your apology. Uh, they may have even been more popular spawning copycats now like the Negro House of David uh, whoa. team. Okay. I mean, so now they're just like Bravo shows? <laughs> same thing but black. Now same thing but white. Eventually, they started bringing in players from outside the cult who did not have to do anything with the religion, and that's when they signed Jackie. She was then just 19. They paid her $1,000 a month. That's great money. That's a shitload of money back then, right? Yeah. Again... I'll take it now. <laughs> yeah, right? Again, with her mother, she traveled around the country playing ball. She even played against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they won the game 8-6. to six. Meanwhile, people knew who she was, and she had a little bit of celebrity. Letters would arrive to her home addressed simply to the girl that struck out Babe Ruth. Okay. I don't care about your name. <laughs> Eventually, she got tired of all the craziness on the road and, and, uh, and parted ways with House of David. Players were wearing fake beards at this point. What? (laughs) What? For that team? Yeah, because they weren't. Now they were losing their religion. Now they were just a baseball team. So they had. Now they were just like the Harlem Globetrotters. What is their point? Well, because they still had the reputation of being all beardy. So they're like, hey, let's get away from that horrible religion. Except when we play. I'm pretty sure they sold fake beards because they found pictures of, of when they played the Boston Braves, which is the last team. Babe Ruth played for, and uh-huh. he has a fake beard on. He has a fake beard on? Right, because they played each other, and then and so all these pictures of Boston Brave guys So what was what, what are we trying to accomplish here? No, Is it a sport? No, I know. There's, beard competitions. Yeah, it's just... It, it, Shows? All of it. Meanwhile, at the blind game. <laughs> I need some food. They're literally tripping over food. the balls. Two more have died today from starvation out on the field. When does it end? That is the question we're all asking. When will this end? They are not near the ball. As I told you four days ago, one of them ate the ball. The ball's been eaten. The rest of them don't know. They're just being left out here to die. What sort of experiment is this? 
Players were wearing fake beards, and it is believed Jackie finally had enough when she was made to ride a donkey onto the field. Okay. She called it quits in her ba- on her baseball career in 1937 and went back to Chattanooga and worked in her father's optometry office. During World War II, an all-female baseball league was started. They asked Jackie to play, but she refused. Because she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to no, play. Now she's, yeah. she's a dude. I'm yeah. not going to play with a bunch of girls. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so true, right? Yeah. <laughs> she lived the rest girls of Girls don't belong in baseball. <laughs> she lived the rest of her life around the Chattanooga area. Major League Baseball finally got around to banning women in 1952. Finally. Oh, thank God. When the Harrisburg Senators attempted to sign 24-year-old Eleanor Engel, she never appeared in a game because Harrisburg's manager, Buck Etchison, who had not been consulted on the signing, threw a shit fit. (laughs) The National Association of Baseball Clubs president, George Totman, ruled both major and minor league clubs could not sign women. Commissioner... Ford Frick agreed. Even Bill Veck. Remember Bill Veck? Yeah. Disco demolition owner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even he said the idea of women. Ludicrous. Base- baseball was going too, too far. much. Too much. That's it. Too much. Now I'm going to blow up a game. Jackie married Eugene Gilbert late in life when she was in her 50s. Jackie also worked as a chauffeur and later at the Tidy Dighty Diaper Service. Didn't you strike out Babe Ruth? I did. Here's, can I have that bag of shit cloth? Yeah. Thank you. Fair is fair. In 1982, she was asked to throw out the first pitch on opening day. 1982. Okay. The first pitch on opening day at Engel Stadium. Three years later, the Atlanta Braves asked her to come and sit in the dugout. She met her favorite player, Dale Murphy. One of the Braves players asked if he could kiss the woman on the cheek that struck out Babe Ruth. Jackie died January 7th, 1987. People still argue that there's no way she struck out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. The case against is that she was a teenage girl and they were great. And that Engel was always looking for a promotion angle. But he didn't pitch her with that team again, which seems to negate that point, right? Because if, if you have a girl who struck out the two best baseball players, then you would have her on the team as a promotional but, but, thing. But making I, I, I can't find... A rationale to why Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig would take part in that. Peace. Okay, so uh, what, is there a theory behind that? Well, so Ruth struck out all the time. He led the league for five years in strikeouts. Also, not knowing a pitcher at all gives the pitcher a fine, huge advantage. Fine, all that's fine. To top all that off, Jackie had a Jackie had a sidearm style that would have made it difficult for left-handed hitters. And while Ruth was one to screw around. And this would have been entirely in character for him to strike out, but not with her. Lou Gehrig was the opposite. Neither there's, I mean, th- I th- totally agree with you. There's no way. There's uh, just no way. I, totally I mean, agree. Men, like, honest to God, men today wouldn't do it. Right. They, they they would not do it. They would they would totally take it as a moment to prove why women wouldn't belong in sport, and that is exactly what those two. Do would you do. think Babe Ruth would? Would want to see headlines that he got no. struck out by a girl. No, and no. like, and and this is the time when the headlines were Twitter. Right. So there's no. I mean, if that gets out once, that's just going to be wildfire, and yeah. that's going to spread. And there's just no way. Yeah. Uh, Lou Gehrig stuck to a strict set of rules and never would have done anything to embarrass the Yankees. Jackie held to her belief that she'd really struck out the two Yankees till the day she died. She said the only instruction the Yankees received was to try to avoid lining the ball straight back at her. 
1987, just before her death, she said, Why, hell, they were trying. Damn right. Hell, batter, better hitters than them couldn't hit me. Why should they have been any different? She's awesome. She definitely and, hung out with baseball players. Yeah. Well, hell, shit. They got a hell shit a well. Uh, you can also be sure that a hell of a lot of fucking baseball writers couldn't handle the fact that she struck them out and started those stories. Right? Well, That's what it yeah. is. It's the baseball writers. I don't understand this, though. I, I, why would you ba- well, If you are baseball, why would you ban women? Why would you say no women? Um, because, well, the excuse was, I believe, that they would get hurt. Okay. We we allow clearly professional reason, athletes to go into perilous situations all the time. Clearly, the reason to ban women, yes, is, is that you because, don't want women. No, because they might be better than you. Well, I mean, for sure. That's but, the but, only reason. Well, I, look, I mean, I think the truth is, you know, like if you watch the difference between like the WNBA and the NBA, there is a difference between skill level between them. But yeah. why would you ever say no way? Yeah, well, Why, there, like, there will be a female baseball player. We have female someday. refs. We have female coaches. Yeah. Like, the idea that it's impossible. I mean, I think that, no, like, Ronda Rousey. Think of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I mean, like, she's an example of, like, they, like, they're five years ago, six years ago, people would have been like, no way. But you, there are competitive, I mean, there are, like, like, I feel like Venus will, uh, or, I feel like Venus or Serena Williams could, like, beat top 10 male tennis players. All right. I mean, I've lost you. <laughs> they could. I don't watch tennis, so I don't know. Oh well, I'm sorry. Do you want to come over and watch it sometime? I think that there can. I think there will be a female baseball player, and that'll be the first sport that. I think it's interesting. I mean, Me if you too. think about like, it, it, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get ratings. At the end of the day, they're trying to get ratings. Right. If that is their goal, if they can get. A female baseball player. You've, you've they would make started so, a new market. They would make so much money. You've start. You've fit like arguably fifty percent, arguably of the market that has yeah. been left out. Yeah, could be ignited. Uh, I mean, think of when Yao Ming played basketball. China all of a sudden like it was enormously into the sport. Yeah. If you had a woman playing baseball, there is a there is a twelve year old in our little league in our town who is. She is so fucking good, and all the little girls in town are inspired, and they all want to play baseball now because of her. But she, I went to a game to watch her pitch because I had heard about her, and it was an all-star game where they play other all-stars from other towns, uh-huh. and the Burbank all-stars came over, and she struck out nine street boys, and you should see boys walk back to the dugout yeah. after they've been struck out by a girl. So then babe, you're telling me Babe Ruth <laughs> right? There's in no that way. era... With that the greatest ego, hitter would never do that. Would not have that emotion. Never multiply. Never, never. Um, she, you can throw a curveball, and you don't have to be a super strong. Think person. a knuckleball. Seventeen-year-old girl could throw a curveball yeah. and have it. There, there are pitchers whose job it is to not throw fast. To right. throw curveballs crazy. are not a great curveball is not a fast ball. Yeah. The, like knuckleballs. How fast is the knuckleball? Barry Zito's ball was not moving that fast. How fast is the knuckleball? Oh, knuckleballs are not fast at all. What fifty? They're just crazy. They yeah, just they're just nuts. Out. Yeah. All right. Well, your dog's li- your dog. Uh... Yep, my dog is a cat. Oh, that's a cat. Your cat's licking its belly and playing yeah. with its foot. That's his favorite chair. I can't believe that chair turned him into a dog. You fucking idiot! It's a really it's a fat <laughs> animal right now. That's just a fat. I've animal. Uh, I, I someone was very nice after you 
were awful to Jose with your language on one of the previous podcasts. Hey, tubs. And they, look at the way he's looking. He's like, that food? No, he, he's he's tired from licking himself. Look at Who isn't? Look. Who isn't? He needs a break. He needs a break. He needs a nap after licking his tummy. Well, I've been there. All right. But someone gave me some nice recommendations on how much to feed this fat fucker. Or a, or a lap band. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dude. <laughs> Over under eight years <laughs> on cat lap bands. We sign cats. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. <laughs>